the entire removed Trump operation is Skippy. You remember Skippy, don't you? The wizard, his name is Skippy. I'm trying to impress him. They call him the wizard situation. Look, he has a cadre of witches and you assassins. You have no option. I don't know that you can do when that. When they find out where you are, they will kill you. I understand, understand? he's beyond prosecution. You're being followed already. I understand. His name is Skiddo. Okay. He goes by the wizard. And the Okay. I can. I, I. I. I know. It's just gonna be chaos. No matter what we do, what we say, it doesn't matter. It's gonna be chaos. It doesn't matter. It's going to be chaos. You see, nobody, nobody seems to know where the bodies are buried.
want it, want it, want it, want it, want it, want it, want it. Yeah. 
Okay. So here's the thing. We know where it all began. Willing to, do you remember? I said it. Willing to kill every man, woman, and child upon the entire earth to conceal their secret. Even if it is an open secret. Even if it is an open secret. Even if it is an open secret. Even if it is a violent reality. Tis a violent reality. Violent.
and, and is this track not perfect for right now? So madness is the only real thing. Yes. <laughs> but, but of course. this to come. If you like this, let Trish know. I've got so much rage in me, I can go on for hours. I want it back. Do I really? No, maybe not. <clears throat> maybe I don't want it back. We're just going to have a nice casual day here at the Zephyr Port. We're not, no work needs to go on, really. We've done that now. We've done the work. We've done the work. We've done the exposés. We've done it all. So now we're just like, you know, watching the sun at this point. I, I don't really see the, how justice will point. be served. Oh, yeah. Construct your wires. Take it down. Pull the nails out. Chop it down. Oh, oh, family structure. Thank you. Pass the gravy. Oh, oh, please. Pass the poison. Pass the poison, please. And she had flaming red hair. Maybe wasn't even a she. Well, but she went to Stanford, so it's okay. She can dictate to you now. Yes, ma'am. If you want to be paid, you will obey. Yes, Mom. Go get me a gin and tonic. Give me another one. Give me another one. Ah, now I can see. Ah, you're still ugly, huh? You're still a doofus. Dumbass. Wow. Oh, oh. Well, get down to your country club and... Play a few rounds of... No, don't worry, there's no yardstick. 
There is no yardstick down there, so they're not going to be measuring you and comparing you to others. Madness, lovely, madness, lovely. Handle it, it means you're stupid. Thank you. Down the hall and to the left. You can handle it, it means you're, if you pass a psychiatric test, it means you're stupid. Thank you. Down the hall and to the left. 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 Down the hall. 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 And to the left. Bend over. It's a coring out device. Step out of line, it disembowels you. Pulls those intestines right out. Is there anything left but horror? No. Why would you say such a stupid thing? Let's see if the Z-Man can make sense with all this. See if he can make sense with all this. Let's see if he can make sense with all this. By Joe, he's starting to make some sense with all this.
make sense with all this. Very, very much. 
Thank you very, very much. Thank you very, very much. Thank you very much. All right. <clears throat> well, that's a nice wake up. I don't know when that was done. It was probably in the middle of the night sometime. Uh, a very impassioned uh, plea for madness to ensue so that we can all be silly, which is what we really need is silliness and lightheartedness. And uh, so I'm going to be self-indulgent with that. And, uh, you know, throw off people who are new to the Zeph Report, looking for help in some way. We're going to talk about gang stalking. Haven't talked about it in a long time, but... Uh, I assure you, uh, can you turn that uh, down in there, That uh, turn the music down in there, please? Uh, gang stalking. Uh, used to be called gang stalking, and uh, now it's just called the state. Um, what, what is, um, <clears throat> what is, the component of gang stalking, it, it's, a, it's, it's a supernatural world, gang stalking. Can you please turn that down in there? Wait for that to turn down. Uh, Just trying to get that. Can you turn that down, please, in there? Uh, Well, anyway. Would you mind turning that down, please, in there? Okay, very good. So we'll get on we'll get on the road here. Uh, gang stalking. First of all, you need to know that a prominent broadcaster named Jay Dyer has stated that if you state that you have been a victim or subject to gang stalking, he will not speak with you. Okay, just want you to understand that he will refer you to his psychiatrist. Now, I know and you know what we're talking about. And I've got to go back sometimes. Because, see, when it happens now, which it happens all the time, I just call it spiritual warfare as a catch-all. But that includes gang stalking because stalking is part of the spiritual warfare. Gang stalking does not exist as a mechanical thing. And I have had so many arguments with people. And finally, I got you know kind of booted out of the gang-stalking community. Oh, my God, a gang-stalking community. Yes, and they insist that it's mechanical. And they will fight to the death for it. And I'm like, okay. And that that guy, that I mean, I've, I've been through them, all the famous ones who, they've all come and go now. They've all come and gone. But, you know, the thing is, is that it's not a, the reality of it is still, uh, it's very much intact. It's now called the police state, you know, or the super state. And it involves rounding people up and putting them in prison at this point. You know what I mean? For, for not, for just, well, this one poor fellow, I saw that uh, he, had po- he had reposted a meme about Hillary Clinton. You may re- recall the meme. It was, um, it said uh, something like, you know, you can now you can text your vote in, and they claim that he was trying to disrupt democracy, but he just copied it from somebody else, and uh, he's facing ten years in prison for mocking Hillary Clinton. So that's all my predictions, of course, about the United States have come true. Well, everything I said in two thousand on the last twenty years have all come th- come come through in triplicate. So I've been a hundred percent accurate. So I'm, 
I can just, you know, so, so you might as well believe me about the gang stalking is my point that I have the track record to prove it. And, um, you know, this, that it would be, oh, well, it'll never be like that. It'll never take over the money. Oh, it'll never be digital currency. Oh, they'll never be, you know what I mean? And these people are just on and on and on. I just want to go to my football game. I just want to do this. I, there is no football game. The football is over. What, what there is is this. Okay, can I please explain reality? You know, in a, in a, in a, in a, without getting convoluted about it. May I please do that so that we can stipulate that and then go from there? Numero uno. The whole point of everything that you see and everything that happens and everything that is, everything is based on vengeance. Not toward you, the individual, but to God. Now, I think you all believe, now, most of you who are Christians, oh, that sounds right, Jeff. You know. But there's a lot, you know, the church will never let you believe it exactly the way that I understand it and I'm explaining it. It all has to do with the contest also between man and God, that, that man wants to, you know, rule, the, you know, and a lot of this also is vengeance from fallen angels possessing man uh, imitating man, you know, creating chimeras and, and nephilims and clones and whatever, all in an effort at this war against God. And man is caught in, in because man contains something that the fallen ones desperately wanted and didn't get and will never get. Man cannot clone his way out of this mess. Man cannot go forward into the future. There is no future without the people that they hate so much. Because the people look like God. Even when you corrupt them, you still see that spark. And I can't stand that. I hate that. Now, in my song, Duel, which was featured in Girl Next, and very proud to have it in there, and it was selected by uh, Larry, Wade Carroll, the director. Um, and I wrote it just for that movie, but I didn't know, know if he'd like it or not. I just, it was a quickie. But in the end of that particular song, Duel, there's a lyric that sums it all up. You know, I want, I'm controlling Lorian. I'm, I'm exp- I want her mind to expand. I want her to, you know what I mean? I want the control of her soul. I want to program her through trauma, through traumatic imagery. But then why am I doing it? Why? Because I want you to expand because I want to get even with all human life, which is the last lyric in the whole piece, which I never even know why I wrote that. You know what I mean? I don't know why it came out that way. Now, looking back on it, putting it in this context, it makes sense. Because it didn't follow the lyrics that were there before. One, two, three, obey. Two, three, four, you know, red, yellow, blue, which is what, you know, this is like, um, you know, MK Ultra people, they use these placards to, uh, like a colored placard to, to jar somebody into another personality or another program. And you flash it in front of them, they go, boom, and they just change like that. Like, boom, onto the program, you know. So yellow, red, blue, different 
placards and talking about that and then showing images of like, you know, Adolf Hitler and, you know, sex and, you know, death and violence and, you know, kind of like clockwork orange kind of stuff. And then, um, but then the lyric goes, I want to get even with all human life. So now we know the narrator. The narrator is, if you want to sum it up and say, well, it's collectively Satan, but it's all of them, isn't it? It's all of them. I, each one of us, wants to get even with all human life. Because, and now we have the clue as to what it's all about. What is in the human? What's contained in the human? What is in the human that is to to base this entire military-industrial complex, every state, every country, every planet, everything, every bit of consciousness, every bit of energy that exists on this particular problem. And out of all this power and all this multidimensional stuff comes gang-stalking. See, you are seen by trillions of things. Watch you. They hear you. They talk to you. There's this sort of din of noise around you going on. And you're aware that your life is just not your own. And they beam you. They send you frequencies that that make you feel like a... Well, like what they want you to feel like, a victim... Now we get into satanic ritual abuse, which doesn't have to be a ritual in a pentagram with an official black robe of a witch and then maybe even a human sacrifice. The circle is the world. The pentagram is the, uh, you know, consciousness of the practitioner, the limitationer. So, you know, anything is subject to the sorceries. All the wars, all the rumors were the plane crashes, the, 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 the fires, the, the global warming, the this, the that. It's all just one big amalgam of bullshit. Because everything has to do with just one little thing and so when they target you you know they're, they first of all there's vengeance how dare you you insolent human how dare you exist without permission so that's vengeance on you because you're existing without permission. Somehow you didn't get the call. You have to get approval to exist. And they all play that game. They all do it. They all do it. They all get approval. Everybody, now, here you are, Mr. Musical Chairs. And you didn't get a seat at one of the chairs when the music stopped. And so then you got targeted. You didn't get permission. You don't have the right to do anything. And yet, 
you're applying for jobs and you're getting dental work and you're doing this and you're doing that. What the hell's the matter with you? You, you could get killed doing that stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm being targeted. Oh God, I've got to hide at home there. You know, and I went to the thing and then, the, and then they, they let me wait in line all the way until the last and they said, you can't get your, you can't get your license renewed. And then I had to get it renewed. And then they, they, uh, they ganged up on me and fired me, and then now they're trying to take my welfare, and they're not allowing me to even have a place to live, and they're following me, and they're spreading bad rumors about me, and, and you know, and they're you know they're they're getting together and making all kinds of noises and grunts and groans in the Walmart, and they're saying, ah, and they're whistling and and you know trying to, and they're laughing like they're saying, we got you, we got you, we got you now. And how are they? How could they all be so coordinated? All these desperate people that don't even know each other, coordinating all in a single uh, purpose to get me. What for? What did I do? I'm nobody. Yeah. Well, there's your first wrong assumption. You're you're somebody. You're very important, or they wouldn't uh, do this. You know, they don't want to ever let you know who you are. Because if you ever figured out who you were, you would, you know, beat the fucking shit out of them, wouldn't you? And how many humans have sold out into this reality? Uh, pick your neighbors. Ooh, they're all over there. How about down the street there? Oh, gosh, they're all over there. How about the city hall? Everywhere I look, everywhere I go, cha-cha-cha. The world is on one side, and you are on the other. And no one told you that you, where you were or anything. No, you, you were just trying to be a decent human. It was how awful that they ruined your life and your health and beamed at you weapons and you know, beam weapons and, and, and electronic harassment and all the other. Now, all that electronic harassment, you know, they, they don't need to use that on you. You know, I hope you understand that all that is just props. That's all, you know, it's all laughable. What they use is not even visible in this world. Okay? And, um, and, and they, they can shoot diseases at you. Uh, they don't need 5G to do it. They don't need, uh, you, know, th- you, know, you know, 35 gigahertz this or that to do it. They don't need that to do it. They can get you anywhere, anytime. But there's something limiting them, isn't there? Because otherwise you should have been run over and you should have been made into mincemeat by now. But something protected you, even though you're living a very lowly existence and barely hanging on. Something has kept you going. Something needs you to learn. Number one, if you're in that position that I'm describing right now, you need to get your fault, number one. You've got to reprogram your thoughts, number one, to understand that you are important and whatever was meant for you is in. Look what they've done. They did nothing to you. Repeat after me. They did not hurt me. They did nothing to me. Everything they did, they did to themselves. 
That's right. It's really not even, you know, about you. You're just kind of like, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, you're out there representing something, but you might as well get to it. And that is the only place you have to go. The only thing you can do is, is God. You must go back to the source, to your creator. And you must work it out from there. And if you don't have faith, they're going to beat the shit out of you every day. And you're just never going to, it's going to be terrible. You're going to be made into uh, spaghetti, you know, SpaghettiOs. And that's just, it's just tough, you know, just too bad. But it's really got, you know, you don't need to be there in this, you know, targeted in that way. Now, to get out of the targeting, you simply go to God and you have to work it out from there. You got to work out your salvation with Jesus. That's the only way you're going to get out of this. And, uh, and when you do that, that it will clear up. If it doesn't, it's still on you that there's something you're blocking or you're, you're not, you're not, you know, you're, 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 you're doing something wrong. And I know they'll, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Yes. With, if you have this attitude, like I, I didn't do anything wrong. And I, but they're beating the shit out of me for no reason. Right there, I object to that. They're not, they did nothing. If you see the documentary I was in, the end of the documentary, I say they didn't do anything to me. You know what I mean? They, they attempted to do whatever they were doing, but they were, they're not, you know, it's got nothing to do with me. Whatever happened, it's, um, I let it go. And forgiveness is letting it go, but forgiveness is understanding I don't own it. Whatever they did, they did out of fear. They did because they didn't want to lose their position in society. They did because, uh, you know, anyone that gives trouble to the system needs to be sacrificed so that for the good of wealth and privilege and money or whatever, whatever other reason. Those are good motivations, though, but whatever other reason. And so the, the black sheep get targeted in the families and sacrifice so that the family can get garner even more wealth, which, thank God, is all drying up now. So understand. Understand. When I say drying up, I don't mean wealth. I mean these billionaires getting, you know, becoming trillionaires, all that's going on. What I mean is just, uh, you know, a lot of... Um, opportunity, money, things that were in our society that, you know, basically average families now could play the satanic game and become part of. And that's what the elites did not ever want. And so they pull the plug, okay? Because it's all really about vengeance. So when you're being gang-stalked, you really, the very root cause of it all is a vengeance of, you know, idiots fuckheads, dumb shits against the almighty God. They trying to find some way through science or through technology, anything that they can win. So the only thing they've come up with, and this is so pathetic that I will start laughing, you know, but the only thing they can come up with is this alternative digital world to live in as avatars, seriously, or the singularity, if you like, or whatever you want to call it. And that's after all the money they've spent, after everything they've done, they still can't get over the idea that even to do that, they have to use God-created material. Yeah. 
silicone, et cetera, whatever. So I'm, I'm, so I'm just trying not to laugh. <laughs> because it's so painful. Well, it's painful until you, until you dissociate. I, I, I like dissociation. I, I don't really want to be part of table manners or, you know, Thanksgiving or, you know, Christmas or any of that shit. And the reason I don't want to be part of it is because it's all programming. I remember when I was in the fourth grade, you know, and we had, was was it the third grade? I'm trying to think now. Back I was in a private school called Curtis School in, it was off Beverly Boulevard. I doubt there's anyone alive left that was in my class, but, you know, there are a couple of people that were, you know, became famous whatevers. But, it was a little school, kind of near the Beverly Center, if you know where that is. Is that La Cienega and Beverly? And, uh, you know, I, I don't know why I was, I was taken out of public school because I uh, threatened to throw a, a, a desk chair at a, uh, an evil mo- woman, bitch, girl, <laughs> who gave me three checks. And if you get three checks, you have to go to the principal. And I, I thought they were, she was being unfair. She was just giving me checks because she felt like it. I was being targeted even at that age. So I was, you know, so then I got thrown out of school for threatening to, to throw a chair at her. And I was put in this private school, which I never had a problem. You know, I did. I, it's not my, my, my nature to be violent. I'm a very, I'm peaceful. I, I'm like, I like surfing, you know, longboards and, you know, chilling. And I'm kind of, you know, I meditate a lot on things and, you know, I like playing, you know, I'm just a, not really a warmonger. I, I, I understand war. I know I have warmonger friends. You know, but that's not really my way. And then they'll tell you, so I don't just go pick a fight with somebody. You know, I've been around people that do. You know, I know people that are hotheads. And that's fine. You know, we need male, you know, masculine, you know, testosterone people, don't we? And then we need gentle ones, too. I mean, we need a, com- a combination. I'm really digressing now, and I've lost my whole point of train of thought. <laughs> but... Well, I went to the school, and uh, and I remember I'd been, you know, so I got put in there, and um, and I, 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 uh, I wonder why I'm even. Can you remember what I was just saying? I'm, I'm sorry, I just lost my. Uh, I got two comp. I got fourth, five things going. Trish, what was I talking about? No, but the school, the, the you know, the, 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 yeah, I had a point about gang stalking, and I'm, I, I think I've lost it. Oh, no, no, oh, manners, table manners. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving, okay, I'm back, okay. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, so, so, um, uh, they had this song they sung. I think it was third grade, that was a Mrs. Daylord, I remember. And then fourth grade was a Mrs. Wells. And then fifth and sixth grade uh, kind of is a blur, you know. Uh, but uh, third grade, it was, it, so there was this, it was a Daylord, she had this old car and, and would pick us up uh, in Beverly Hills, then take us down 
Beverly Boulevard to the school, and uh, I was wondering if that car would make it there. It was a, it was like a old car you had to shift and everything, you know. And um, anyway, uh, so she'd make us sing these little hymns, you know, kind of thing, like, um, uh, you know, so the whole thing about Thanksgiving was, you know, over the something and through the woods to grandmother's house we go, da 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 And I always hated that. You know, even though I lived one year on the East Coast when I was seven, you know what I mean? And it really was, you know, in Connecticut, there really was, outside Greenwich, Connecticut, there was really, you know, hills and valleys and ponds. And, you know, there really was, you know, we're hiking over to so-and-so's house to have Christmas dinner and jing, 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 here's the reindeer and, you know, the whole bit, right? The whole, the whole rigmarole. But there was just something about it. And I don't mean to be, you know, just to be a spoiled sport on everything, you know, and be, you know, feel, you know, try to put myself as intellectually superior to it all. That's not it. It's the damage that it caused me. And the, the, the healing that took 30, 40 years of those kinds of myths and songs and, 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 and manners and, and especially, you know, gathering a group of people that basically hate each other. At the dinner table, and since we're coming up into Thanksgiving now, we might as well start talking about this Thanksgiving vis-a-vis gang stalking. And, you know, because it, because they're all aware of it as they sit there and they, they're so excited about, you know, they're semi-drunk and they're, you know, and it's just like, uh, you know, going over old times. And, well, tell me, uh, Clarice, uh, how is your, are your studies at... at, at you know, uh, you know, wherever going, and uh, how's uh, how's your boyfriend, and you know, and, and all these kind of things, and and uh, all these sort of, you know, please pass the uh, cranberry sauce. Um, I need a little more stuffing. Oh gosh, it's really good, Mama. What a great job that uh, Mrs. Carlson has done here with this wonderful Carlson feast. I think Tucker Carlson must have a big feast, right? He's the kind of guy that looks like he'd have a huge feast with all the relatives there. And I've gone to, when I was on the East Coast, I went to one at a, uh, at a Bakui house. A Bakui, the Bakuis were these old money kind of Nor'easter type, you know, Ivy League sort of people, Wall Street, you know, the, the kind of people you guys hate. But I was a kid. I went there, and it was like, oh, the kids had their own table, and there were other tables, and there was just the whole place was packed with people. Oh, they loved it. Oh my God, they loved it. And it's all this talk, and you can imagine this kind of glib speak going on at their cocktail parties, at the you know McCain funeral, at you know these various uh, you know the, the the bushes, you know skull and bones, the Yale commencement, uh, you know, you know uh, spring commencement. Um, you know, of folly and fodder and, and, you know, parties and and all of it. There's just, just this whole culture that goes on. And this culture is completely, 100% anti-human. It, it, at the end of the day, there is this brutal uh, edict that comes from every one of them, whether the, everything I mentioned, every family I mentioned, Tucker Carlson too, all of them. That, you know, kind of goes back to the old Rush song, you know what I mean? It's, uh, uh, suburbs, you know, like conform or be cast out. It's, it's 
It's all fine and well, and all bullshit, and all lying, and it's fine, it's nice little lies. Oh, yeah, we'll get together next year, and yeah, we'll, we'll go do this, and we'll, go, we'll set that company up we were talking about, and maybe these kids will work there, and oh, boy, it's going to be fun, and we're all making all money, and, ah, da, 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 and we'll get so-and-so elected. And, and yeah, that, have you seen the artwork down at the uh, Metropolitan today? Oh, wow, it's, you know... Uh, Giorgio did such a wonderful job. It's amazing the uh, the new uh, reboot of the museum, you know, and, and on and on and on and on and on and on and on. I want to take one of these people. I want to put them in isolation, and I want to deprogram them myself. I want to wean them off of this this slugfest of sucking off the other guy's soul of just like you know melding together just sucking off each other like in our film society it's like you know can't you ever just be a human being does it always have to be contingent on all this bullshit and is this the standard and uh, who even said this was you had to go through these hoops and then you know and then graduate this school and do this and do that so that you could then you know have this illusion that you're going to be left alone and have some kind of life which you aren't because you're already dead so here we are the dead and we get together and we sing hymns on christmas this is why I hate the, the Christian church so much. You know, I, 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 I mean, I would hate it, like, personally, but I, I'm so, I, I have so much antipathy toward it. it it's because it, it reinforces these, nor, these little things, okay, these little table manners, which if you study sociology, and I forget the guy that really, the guy that really pioneered this, even if you look at people like Joseph Campbell and, you know, mythology and, you know, myths we tell each other to keep each other stuck to the fucking table with that big stupid turkey on it. You know, it, it, it's all just on the verge of crumbling, except for, you know, people keep it together. The witch queen and her drones, her little, her hive bees, you know what I mean? And they keep it flowing. And they keep it going. You know, that means sorcery, witchcraft, blah, 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 occultism, spiritualism, no, 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 no religion, no religion, no, 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 just, oh, you know, the old ways, you know, the bloodline elites, da, 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 coming down from Orion under control of the outside forces that want to get into this situation. But how can they get into this situation Well, we let them in? Well, won't you let them in? Won't you let them in? Won't you be a mensch? Won't you let them in? Don't you be so mean. How come you're so hateful? Oh, my goodness. You mean you want to you wanna keep your integrity? You're, you're, you're a selfish asshole. Get out of this tape. Get away from here. You see, if you get any help down the road. <gasps> yes. Well, what was the offense, sir? The, the offense? What are you talking about? You just said I was excommunicated. Because I was a selfish asshole. So what? A, what was the offense, sir? I don't even know what you're talking about. You sound like you need a psychiatrist. Oh, I guess I do. Why did it change like a kaleidoscope? Because I'm not real. That's why. Because everything you see is a projection. That's why. 
because it's nobody is real. No, nothing is consistent. Nothing is. There is no continuity. Okay. I thought you would have learned that when you were like six years old. Now what? We have to go back to grade school. Oh, right. It's all about, you know, sex and eating and shitting and and, and pretending like you're civilized. But you're not you anymore. So you get ready to, to, you know, be thrown around the universe. You know, you don't know. Well, but that's not except, well, you're dead now. So it's okay. And things are much better when you're dead. Line from the quantum devil. Okay, I know. I know this is very uh, extemporaneous and very, you know, but I'm trying to make a point here about the gang stalking, and uh, the point is, is that it's very um, you're cho- you're not targeted. You're chosen. Can you understand that? You're not targeted. You're chosen. You're not chosen by them. You're chosen by God. You don't belong to them. Do you want to be a scattered kaleidoscope? You know, your soul's far from... You know what happens when you share your soul with the collective? You get like a million um, uh, soul ties. You know, I mean, you get scattered to the four winds. You don't have a mind of your own anymore. You're in the hive now. They do the thinking for you. And everyone's so scared they can't talk about because people get whacked every other day. You know, they just disappear. So, right? So that's what you're dealing with. That's what you were born into here. That's why I, I get so, so excited about Christmas. You know, about, about you know, the, and the church and the whole, the rigmarole and all, and all the, how it's such a big cover-up. And how it's so, uh, you know, that's, and I, I take issue with, uh, you know, chosen, what are they called? The Angel Studios, the Jesus thing and all of it, you know. Because it's all there to prevent people from God. It's amazing. It's like, it's there because, but see, because there's a reason for that. It doesn't matter what their intention is. They don't even matter anymore, okay? They don't have any, any, they're not first will anymore. The will, free will was spent. So therefore what you get is other people arranging the Jesus thing and putting them there to make it look like they did it, not like they had free will, but their free will was gone a long time ago when they sold out to the world system, which they had to do to become a member of the church that they're in that ended up sponsoring the whole event. So you see, you're not going to get away with it right there. You're not going to be able to debate me on that either. Because if you do, you might get killed, right? I won't, you will. <laughs> Unless God wants to take me out of here, which is fine. Great. But, see, so that's the problem. There's this double-double deception. So you, the one who feels like the victim here, the only thing that you need to do to get out of it, and then let's talk about, you know, survival now, and let's talk about victory. The way that you get out of it, and this is all under the, uh, the real rubric of the real Jesus, which is not really too much on this world. But Jesus, meaning the cornerstone, Jesus is misunderstood because people think Jesus is this man thing, you know, the ministry of you know on earth. And of course, Jesus is all that. But it, you know, the 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 Alpha and the Omega is a much more 
uh, interesting term, and you, you know, the cornerstone. Uh, I make all things new, uh, and all you know, every, every all these different names, you know, all these different aspects, including wonderful counselor, including Holy Spirit, including you know, all these, you know, God Himself. And the, but the thing is, the mystery is that Jesus is there to show you that you are Jesus. So, no, no, you can't have that. No, 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 you don't understand. Stop. I'm not going to New Age uh, guru shit here. I'm doing something else. I am because of Jesus, but then I am because of John 17. I am one, and he is one, and we are one as one. One, one. And that's where there is peace. You know, I hear people, they get out and say, I'm all alone and I'm in gang stalks and I have to be alone for the rest of my life. It's like, no, you're not alone. You're never alone. But you've already given up. You see, with that kind of attitude, you've given up. See, a lot of the trouble that people that say they're victims of gang stalking have, they bring upon themselves. And when they get together in their groups to commiserate, they make it even worse. And so no one can ever talk about it. No one can ever solve it. So it just becomes another thing out in society that just, uh, you know, ends up being uh, unsolved. Because when victims are victims, they're just going to hang on that victim thing until and ride that out forever. They didn't do anything to me. I entered into it. I saw it. It was not of this world. It was being orchestrated by others, but the humans that were involved in the mechanics of it were well aware of how the manipulation was going and well aware of hundreds of millions of people that were being gang stalked all at once. And they all knew, seemed to know everything. So that's not natural. That's not normal. That's not um, the, our experience here. Okay, that is of another world. So the gang stalking comes from another world. That's where it starts. It does not start with the Stasi police or the police state or the this or that or the Nazis or whatever, you know, it does not, that's got nothing to do with it. Targeting, that is. So, they did nothing to me. They do it to themselves. I'm not, why? I'm not part of their universe. I'm not alone. I have the entire kingdom of heaven on my side. You understand, the kingdom of God. You want to put it that way, because you know, heaven is not some distant. Heaven is heaven, all that multidimensionality, in other words, heaven, i.e. reality, is here. So I have trillions, quadrillions of beings around me at all times. But we're all we're all the same. We're all one. So therefore, they did not make me alone, number one. Uh, when they threw stuff at me, it was just like, you know, I was in a war zone and I got shrapnel, whatever, you know, it's a product of being in a war, okay? But they, they, they do this when they target someone, even if they kill them, they don't do anything to me. They've done this to themselves in the sight of God because God sees it. So they go ahead and sin, i.e. poison you, which that, that was very unpleasant when that happened to me, or do something to get rid of you, or whatever it is, they, you know, or manipulate you, or, you know, they want to... They, yeah, the squeaky toys in my way. 
So, but, but the thing is, you still have to get out of it. You still can't stay. I am more powerful than all of them put together. I, I am the master. I am a billion sons. I am the I am. Of course, subject to all, you know, but we don't go subject to object. Once you've finally absorbed in that, you just are. And what you do is God's will. The right doesn't have, I got to check, Lord, am I doing your will? But there is none of that. That doesn't exist on higher levels of spirituality, higher levels of understanding, higher levels of existence, higher levels of light. Not exist, does not exist, doesn't exist, subject object doesn't exist. No subject object, gone, 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 gone. You exist. You have power. They do not. End of story. Uh, well, what does it take to, you know, really stand up to that kind of thing? Because, I mean, they're always laughing at me and they're, you know, they're making fun of me. And they make, well, what do you care if you're, they, they laugh at you for? What, why, why should that care? You're never, uh, here's another, uh, you know, uh, aspect. You're never, ever, 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 ever going to be friends with them. You will never have a healing in a moment of coming together. There is not going to be Joseph at, you know, you know, reuniting with his brothers. It's not going to happen because you don't exist in the same reality. The two realities are separate and always will be, period. They cannot come to your reality. They can't. They can't breach it. They can try to make life holy hell for you, but they can't breach it. They do this because they're afraid that people like you are going to spoil it for them, which will never... Of course, that's absurd. It's just an excuse to attack. It's an excuse to exercise their stupidity, which they do every day. Every time I look at the news, I just start laughing. I mean, you can't, you can't make up how, you know, Hillary Clinton, you know, yeah, it's good that guy is going to prison. He tried to interrupt the election, you know, and, and she's just like pure evil. It's just, it's just, she's a joke. A joke. Done, dead, 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 gone, already buried, this woman. And people who actually listen to what she has to so what 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 comes out of her thinking that she's actually talking? She doesn't talk. She's a thing. She's she's an object. She is uh, animated to to do things by puppeteers. It doesn't matter anymore. It's over. Game over. Over a long time ago, she did that to herself. You didn't do that. You're not even in a contest with her. And there is no her. There is no such thing. You know, they made their bed in death, and they're dead. And you're not dead. That's the difference between you and them. They're dead, you're not dead. They can't, the dead can't be in your space, you can't be in the dead space. It's forever, eternally separate. Do you now feel like, you know, it's not even a matter of forgiveness, it's a matter of logic. If the dead you know, are doing these things 
and trying to hurt me and stuff. Is there really a forgiveness issue? No, that that's like, you know, being up against a grizzly bear. You're going to like blame the bear the rest of your life. I'm a victim of the awful grizzly bear. How horrible. You shouldn't be around the grizzly bear. You don't need to be around the dead. You don't stop trying to please them. They will never, ever like you. They're dead. Their souls are belonging to someone else in this sort of amalgam collective of recycling. You know, for some stupid clown world that they want to go, you know, continue on after this one's over. It is just, you know, amazing. And it also goes back to these rituals. The movies, you know, the... The, the Titanic, the uh, you know the the big ball, the the election of nineteen ten, the whatever, they're all ghosts, and they all have these rules that you must conform, and what that means is you must die. The word conform means death. They want you to die, and be with them. Now. Your instinct that you were given by God is to live. So just live. But never ever think that you're, you know, you're a victim of them any more than you're a victim of a rainstorm. I mean, you're, it's, it's not personal. There's no reason. There's no, your mother isn't your mother. Your father is not your father. Your brother is not your brother. Your wife isn't even your wife. You've got nobody. There is no one, you're not supposed to cling on to other people anyway. Break it down. Think about it. If you have the power to get out of this right now, would you do it? Or would you want to keep complaining that you're a victim of them, you know, harassing you? They're not harassing you. You know, you're actually, in a sense, you're harassing yourself because you have all the power. You have all the cards. You have everything. You don't need anything from anyone. Nothing. And they say, well, you, you're you a lone ranger. No, you're surrounded with, you know, angelic beings and beings and all kinds of people that are coming and going out of your life that you just can't quantify exactly, but you are certainly not alone. Plus, everybody else is going through the same struggle, so you're not alone. The struggle isn't really with them. The struggle is with you to stop programming yourself to be a victim of them because you have nothing, technically you have nothing to do with them. There is no legal framework. There is no connection. And that's what they're trying to say to you. Come on in here, son, and connect with us. And then we'll go far with our collective purse and we'll lay wait for innocent blood to spill and take the spoil collectively you understand? Soros, those guys, the globalists, this, that, the fraternity, sorority, colleges, uh, you know, Thanksgiving dinners, uh, you know, collective, the golf clubs. Come on now, rock and roll, this and that, the tulip club, whatever. Not, you know, you were not, you were closer to being like an angelic being. And now you're trying to play down into the you know degradation of human, but you're you're not you're fooling yourself because they're already dead. They're already spoken for. They're done. Their free will is spent. And uh, that's what Harari is trying to say. They're, they're hackable animals now because they've all consented. He doesn't say that because he's you know 
He's a real piece of shit. He's not a piece of shit. He's a real shit. So he's not going to give you that because he's dead too. So, you know, and, his, and all his buddies are dead. That's why he wants to make these chimeras and stuff. He wants to try to jump into those things and live as like a half lion, half human or whatever he wants. You know, some, some weird, you know, Disney, you know, pedophile fantasy. <laughs> I know, Disney and pedophiles become synonymous, you know what I mean? Isn't it sad that Walt Disney is synonymous with pedophile and Satanist? Isn't that awful? You know, what? I, I knew all these people through my grandfather. My grandfather helped him. He had something to do with bringing Disney into L.A. in the late 40s. And, and I, you know, I mean, not, not solely, but I mean, he was certainly all in favor of it because he loved artists. He loved Disney. And... Uh, I think he helped him in some way. I'd have to go back and research that, but uh, pretty sure, yeah, because he was boss back then, you know, of uh, things like that. And uh, so I met him at Disney. And then when Disneyland came along, it was, I was maybe four or five. And I, said, I talked about this where I met Disney at the, at the submarine. They just finished the submarine ride. And so my grandfather took me and my brother to meet Walt Disney. And Disney had this, like, gray suit on, you know, the, the, the men looked, you know, they all looked the same. My grandfather looked like Disney. Disney looked like my grandfather. They all, they, it was, you, they, you, 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 all you would think is, look how nice they're being, taking the kids down here to the submarine. And Disney got on the submarine with We got on the submarine, and he got on there with us. So that's my memory of Disney. I've got, and it's way back, you know, five-ish, five-ish, right when there was getting a lot of abuse going on. <laughs> But, um, you know, but see, all these men were the same, all on the same page. So when you say Disney, you could say Boeing, USC, for, you know, SoCal. You could say all of it, the L.A. Country Club, right? The Yacht Club, the Balboa Bay Club, the whatever club, this club, that club, all the clubs, you know, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the Daughters of Doom, the Freemasons, the Hollywood Freemasonry, you know. Um, it was, you know, you know, Bob Hope, you know, Palm Desert, you know, the Eisenhower Medical Center. And on and on. Hollywood. Now, I was listening to Jordan Maxwell yesterday, and, and I... Yeah, I really miss him. You know, I mean, I had arguments with him theologically about stuff, and he was a really a theologian at heart. But his heart was broken by when 9-11 came. I don't know if you know this about him. His heart was broken with 9-11. He was done with it. He, he'd seen enough evil. He didn't want to see anything more. He, he said that all these people in Hollywood that did this, he mentioned Chris Carter, who who uh, had uh, the X Files, and created then the next series, which was called The Lone Gunman, and it had the planes flying into the buildings, and he just couldn't. And, and you know, that that just that was it. He he lived in Sherman Oaks, California. We were neighbors, actually. I lived in Sherman Oaks too. I love Sherman Oaks. I like being on that side of Mulholland, you know, kind of looking out the valley, and not necessarily on the west side because oftentimes. When fog would come into the L.A. basin, it would stop right there at Mulholland, and I'd have a sunny day, just you know, a few feet over the line, 
you know, because I lived up by Mulholland. And, uh, you know, in Sherman Oaks. And, and I think he lived over by uh, closer to Van Nuys Boulevard. I'm not really sure exactly, but it was kind of like, I think he lived like above Ventura Boulevard and below Valley Vista, something like that. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. But anyway, bottom line with him is he, he was just, you know, he explained that Hollywood is a druidic system, that if you take, you know, the people that are, are the orchestrators, you know, if you take Fantasia, you see the orchestration, that stick in the conductor's hand is, is made of Hollywood, you know, Hollywood, right? In other words, that's the conductor, that's the sorcerer. And it's all this, there's a whole deep study on this. But that that the whole system, and even the, the star system of choosing stars, who gets to be a star, who doesn't, the way it all works, is it's it's very strictly in a druidic pattern. But that pattern, I believe, is held together by Hollywood Freemasonry, that they are abiding in that, or it's a, a syncretism of the two. Of, of if, if there is such a thing, if, it, if, if, if we can call Freemasonry a religion, which I'm not sure we can. But... You know, so it's a druidic system, and and it and it works, and it functions perfectly. And in that druidic system, is pre-programming of events that are going to happen. That the people that it, it, what he what he was saying, that he believed that Chris Carter had full knowledge of the attack on the on the trade center. I know that's very because everyone likes Chris Carter, you know. So it's a really bold statement. I didn't know anything about it. I just put it in there because someone or somebody put it in the script or somebody had it. But all that kind of pre-programming and all that stuff that they're doing, um, you know, drove Jordan Maxwell to a point of a broken heart that he never recovered from, really. He was never really the same after 9-11. He was out there and people were playing his, his videos and things, but it, he wasn't really working he was you know he was devastated traumatized by by the 9-11 event to the point where he never really it just kind of jaded everything that he looked at and um i found that to be very interesting i think this is a very interesting man he really set out to really understand the way the world works so he be you know through theology politics anything he could do and he made a lot of discoveries about the world. And he said, the world's functioning perfectly. You know, it's, it, it, you know it's, I would just say, well, it's just, it's, it's just based on evil. So if, if, if it's based on evil, it's functioning perfectly. It's, to me, the world's based on evil and stupidity, right? And then people fall in line, conform, and then they're fucking dead. You know what I mean? Then it's, there's no point in talking to them. They're just like, they just take up space. It's like, move out of my fucking way. Don't even think about, don't even try to enter a discussion with me about anything unless you want to go the distance, unless you want to walk the walk. And if you don't, there's nothing to talk about. You're just going to live in your program and they're going to control you and you're going to die on cue. <laughs> And your life will be like all their lives, even even the lives of these elites, Gates, Fink, all these kind of guys, Soros, all these people that we think are the villains. Uh, they have no life. There is no life for them. Their lives were over a long time. Gates was over when he was a kid. And they, you know, they 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 harassed him and they they at school. They had to be taken out of school, I think. 
and ran his pants up the flagpole, humiliated him. And, uh, you know, he's been on a vengeance kick ever since. That's all he wants is vengeance. I mean, everything, even burying trees, it's, it's vengeance against the trees because God made the tree. You know what I mean? It's vengeance against everything that is. He actually has vengeance against the earth, vengeance against the moon, vengeance against the sun. It doesn't just stop with people. He's mad about it all. And, you know, he's, he's lost his, he's now not Bill Gates anymore. He's, he's now completely 100% possessed. And what possesses him is some other entity from some, it's like a childlike alien type entity. But hey, don't do that. So, but it, it doesn't matter. What matters is that, you know, all these guys have that same motivation. Again, what's the whole point of the world? Vengeance. What's the whole point of everything you see, including Israel, this, that? You know, just multiply it. Vengeance. What was the whole point of 9-11? Vengeance. What is the entire point of it all? Vengeance. Aimed at you to get at God. Vengeance to everything that lives. So they want to say, strange brew, kill what's inside of you. Yes, they want you to kill your soul. Because that thing that lives on is the thing of contention. It's the, it, is the, it, is the, uh, it is the demarcation point. It is the fulcrum. It is the axis. Not axis mundi. Axis, what, what, what can we say for the entire axis infinitum? The one axis that doesn't really exist but is. It isn't but is but is not and then it is. Okay, so that's their sorcery. Their sorcery is just a way to hide one thing. All they're doing in sorcery is hiding the fact that they're dead. They want to hide that fact from you. And then they want to continue to attack you. COVID, this, that, the other. The whole point is attacking you, attacking the environment, attacking the earth, attacking the sun, attacking everything, all things. Okay? And it's all because, you know... If you look at the book of Enoch and you look at the fact that they tried to beg to get back in the kingdom and God wouldn't let them in, and then they took it out on humanity, you know what I mean? That's just basically kind of a, those are terms you can, you know, we can all understand, right? We, we can all understand that. But it's much deeper than that. It goes to a very, it goes to creation itself, to the very essence of creation, is the point of vengeance. So it, it it's not really a human thing, you know. It, it's this, and and further to that, without this opposing force, there could not be this configuration of creation in this particular dimension. It wouldn't exist. So wow! Once you get to that point, you realize that if I want to really be honest, that I have to divorce myself from this creation. I have to say, I don't care if I live or die. You know what I mean? I can't oh I can't buy into it. I want to save America. I don't want to save America. I don't want to save anything like that. I want I don't care about any of these things. But if I did, then I'm I'm destroyed myself. I am a victim. You see, because look what they've done to me. Look how they've hurt us. We've got to get back in the game and win. All of that.
is a lose-lose proposition. Everything like that means, okay, now you're in, and now you're the victim of them again. Okay, well, there we are again. And now you feel really shitty and depressed, and you want to die. But you don't want to die. You want to win. Is there any help ever? Well, the the point is, is you don't need help. You don't need help. You are the help. You know, you're intact. You got all these people beat. But if you don't use it, you're positioned. Then we all, you know, it all just goes to shit. If you don't acknowledge your position, which which should put your head pretty high in the clouds, I mean, they'll accuse you of being arrogant and everything else, but I mean, that's not true. You're just being realistic. And once you begin to carry yourself like that, as you should anyway, then things fall into place because it's really, they can't deny you anything. And, and they're not allowed to. They just want to make you think that you deny... See, they make you deny yourself success. They make... Yeah, this is a success thing. Tony Robbins, listen up. I got the whole secret here. They make you deny yourself. That's how they defeat you. They make you deny your own success. You can write your own ticket. You're a billion sons. What's the matter? Go. As far as the gang stalking thing, just laugh it off. Are you afraid? What are you afraid of? What isn't your reputation ruined already? <laughs> and reputations they change overnight. They're, they're, you're, you're bad. All of a sudden, you're the greatest thing in the world. It doesn't. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. So thinking about that is just a waste of time. So let's not do that. You know, I I, I just consider myself to be you know have figured it all out. And I and I you know I would challenge anyone. Uh, to a non-debate because I don't debate. I just state what I say and, you know, and if it changes, well, God bless me. That means that if I'm on a podcast, you get the benefit of my advancement in thinking. Uh, but there's so many haters they go around and try to make you ashamed to think, ashamed to post, ashamed to do this, ashamed to write a, a book or a screenplay, ashamed to be a doctor, ashamed to be a janitor, ashamed to, you know, they make you ashamed and confused. And that's all, that's all just basically sexual abuse is what it really is. Because people that will do that will also, you know, try to get up on you. I had a scene that I wrote in, in, uh, in, you know, Angels versus Witches, which is my working title. And I'm working, I work, we're, I'm getting ready to get you know, some serious writing, some, some like plot points are coming up, some big action points are coming up. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see what uh, this character of Zeph does. But the one thing that I noticed is I was very casual about abuse in, in the hospital, about fondling of penises and vaginas and you know, the very casual about it because I believe that most people don't realize they're being abused. Now, I didn't put it as abuse. I just had it as, you know, they were trying to get me into an orgiastic thing and they started molesting me and then filming me and putting me on, you know, like if they're going to shame me with blackmail or something. 
you know, so that that's a scene that was in that last chapter, and I was very casual about it because it's it's a very subtle thing in there like that, but it's going on. Of course, the hospitals will attract people that want to prey on weaker people, and of course, it's always going to come out being perverted and sexual, and of course, it's rampant throughout the whole industry, but nobody says anything. <laughs> You get discharged, you go home, you just forget what happened. Yeah. Oh, well, the reason they want to fondle you is because they want you to spiritually fall in line. Because they're a, they're a coven. They're all covens. And, you know, people that try to hold out and not be part of the coven, they eventually just get fired or they get moved on. You know, you got to be part of the group. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting cesspool. It really is. It's funny how people actually, they have drugs there. It can make you like antibiotics that can chase away infections. So you can get better, but then you better move on. But yeah, there's a, there's a, a casual, um, what I would call, you know, just practically speaking, a, a, a uh, uh, you know, a culture of abuse in hospitals among nurses and 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 um, you know and uh, the certain vulnerable patients, you know, the ones they deem won't say anything or won't are are not worldly savvy ones that could be subdued or seduced into something and then feel ashamed and be quiet about it. There's a they have a way of spotting those people that will they'll be able to prey upon. Uh, yes. And you know it's true. You know, I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I, You know, is there a place that just takes it seriously? Is the Mayo Clinic okay? Is UCLA Medical Center okay? The answer is no. Of course not. I know Cedar sinai answer because they bumped my dad off. They were sneaking poison into him, um, you know, because, you know, the, the caregiver ended up marrying my mother, you know what I mean? So the, the, they're having an affair while my father's there in this wheelchair. It's, it's just disgusting. It's so disgusting, I can't even go there. But one day I'll write about it. But, you know, so I go to see him in there, and, you know, and, and we're trying to, you know, and it, it looks like, you know, they're sneaking in some kind of something, he just went to Cedars to die. You know, that was the whole point. They killed him. Because mom wanted to take up with her boyfriend and go on a cruise. And not have all these medical bills. Which, you know, destroyed her, you know, her, her wealth. Yeah, well, you know, you can't make this stuff up. It's true. And it, it needs to be, you know, outed for what it is. And these people need to be called for, you know, what they are, not lauded as socialites, but they're evil, wicked people. Period. And if they ever want to be different than that, if they ever wanted to be good people, I'd welcome it. But they never showed much interest in it. You know, they want to carry on with their affairs and their orgies and their... You know, preying upon children and, you know, stealing and lying and, you know, it's their free will. It, they did it 
to themselves. They did nothing to me. I just had to realize that I'm not was, you know, separate from that and it's got nothing to do with me. And so therefore I have no no need of taking that on or their sickness on. That's their problem. Now they're dead, let's just let it go. Yeah, just another you know, it's just another pot throw another log of human failure on the fire. Boom. <laughs> so fucking what? It's just, you know, every day is the same thing. The only real heroes in this entire thing, in this entire thing, you know, have to identify and, and come into the family of God, you know, for real. Not the church, not all this fake shit, but for real. I know, I listen to their testimony. I can tell right, like, within 15 seconds if somebody is deluded. Most of the people that I hear their testimony of having, well, I was in prison, I was on heroin, I did, did, Jesus got me out of it. It's all bullshit. I don't believe any of that. Because they always relapse, these the junkies and, and the criminals and everybody, they relapse. So what is it? Nothing less than life. Nothing less than, than, than you know, it's, it's, if God is not everything, then um, we are nothing. And most people, when they join a church, are, you know, the church becomes the everything and not God. And the culture of the church and the friends in the church and the activities going on and the baptisms and the, you know, the stupid little classes they have on, you know, on, uh, you know, theology and, and you know, and, 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 you know, the people they allow to speak in tongues and the people they allow to prophesy. It is the biggest joke on earth. I, I'm surprised more people don't commit suicide in the churches. But that, that's a testament to their control over, over people. They must want those bodies there. Probably because there's more money you can shake out of them, you know? And, you know, so, so it's okay. I didn't do that. When I came to Earth, I didn't build a church. So it's got nothing to do with me. If they gang stalked me when I tried to become a member and they did they pulled their gaslighting and their their mocking and their laughing and their Luciferian, you know, games and whatever that they play, which of course would be emanating from the church because that would be the heart of Lucifer. Uh if, if that's the case, it's still got nothing to do with me. I don't have to enter in. It's not my thing. It's got nothing to do with it. Uh I don't wish the people well that are already dead, so they're already bought and paid for and spoken for. So we move on. Anyway, nothing's going to get me down because I'll tell you that why. Because I'm a child of the Most High God. A direct child, just like, um, you know, complete offspring of Yahweh, the one. That's not even his name, but people pronounce Yahweh and all that. It's Yahweh, if you want to pronounce it right, something like that. But that still isn't it because the name of God goes on forever, okay? There is no end of the name once it's uttered. It goes on forever. So since we can't do that, we only have an approximation. So God, okay, God. I like that word, God. I'm, I'm, I, I basically might as well have been a virgin birth. Not virgin, but born without a human host. Born without a mother.
okay? Because I've, 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 I've overcome the mother. I've overcome the father. I've overcome the whole line of, of, of idiocy that was my own family line. I've overcome. And I am a sovereign only in the respect that I'm, you know, and I can only put it in these kind of terms, in God, God in me, John 17, that's the only way I can put it. So there's no separation, there's no difference. We are one. Jesus, God, this, that, everything, it's just one thing. Me. Me. God gave me to Jesus. But in the end, we're just one. There is no separation. The only separation there is, is from these, you know, myriads of, um, you know, dead, you know, ants running around the ant farm. I, you know, and that's, again, got nothing to do with me. So, well, you see how that is when, you know, you need someone to have your back. No one has ever had my back. They've thrown me to the wolves every time, whether it be, you know, every time. The, 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 as soon as something goes wrong, the, 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 the stabbing comes in. You know, where was loyalty? In my experience, if I'm looking back on it, has there ever really been loyalty? Even good friends, because they got scared, wouldn't stand with me. Because they're scared of what's going to happen to them. So that that went bust. So what are you talking about? See who's going to have your, have your back when? When do they have your back? I just saw this young man going to prison because he he he, he copied a meme about... Hillary, a political meme, and they're putting him in prison for 10 years. Tucker Carlson just uh, interviewed him. What, what, what are you talking about? You know, I mean, this is the world. And not only that, this is the United States. This is that you're living in the real United States. This is the real deal here. These are the people. Now, tell me you respect them, and I'll just start laughing. You respect the president of the United States? Let's let's go down through the list. Not really. Do you respect Hillary Clinton, who's once this young man in jail for ten years because he dared to uh, you know insult her? Oh. No, I don't really respect her at all for any reason. But she's not really a person in my you know universe. You know, she is not. She's other. She's a thing, not not a human. She's a th- no, no, God would not make people like that. You know what I mean? That's she's an abomination. So something happened along the way, but it's 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 her fault. It's not mine. It's got nothing to do with me. We all are responsible for our own decisions of where we wind up. You know. She's got Al Capone protection. She's got protection of of DC. She can go do illegal stuff. She could be a pervert asshole, whatever, but who cares? It's got nothing to do with me. Bibi Netanyahu. Oh, here's another. Here's here's a real match for you. Here's a real here's a real Jew. <laughs> okay, so the guy like you know creates Hamas, you know, and just massacres his own people, and then he acts like this martyr, you know, that's trying to defend Israel. You people are insane. And then Hamas, of course, is just 
a creation of of of, of Israel. So it's uh, it's just to, to control opposition, and it's all controlled by the same Soros and Gates and all these people. That's their war, and they control all sides of everything. So they're all illegitimate. And look at these people marching. And I can tell you this about the marchers. I don't think they're ever going to wake up. I mean, I don't think they're ever going to live, you know, live like a normal human. I don't, I don't believe that they're, they're part of the collective and they're going to go down with that. And I believe they're, they're done. I believe they're dead. I don't believe in their, in their, I mean, I, I you just, I laugh at them as they march by, you know. Why? I laugh at them because they think they refuse to actually, the reason that I have to laugh is to, to, to elucidate the separation we have. But why is that? Don't I have compassion? Well, if one of them was bleeding, I'd go try to stop the wound and I'd maybe say a couple words about, you know, you don't have to live like this if you don't want to, but I know you're not going to listen, so then I leave. You're not going to listen because it's too hard. You know, if you're separated from the human family, then what do you have? There is no human family. There is no such thing as a human family. All the, that's what I'm talking about about Christmas and about Thanksgiving coming up. That's the issue with me. This stuff, I this this fakery and fuckery and Thanksgiving shit, I just hate it. Because it's, and I don't mind having turkey and stuffing and all that. And let's really stuff ourselves, okay? And boy, our bodies love that. Oh, I'm stuffed. Pumpkin pie and what is it? Pecan pie and champagne and, you know, and all the nasty talk and talk about what we're going to do in business and. Talk about how we can have clandestine affairs and, you know, and because, uh, you know, people are not going to, people are not ever going to tame their, their, their insane uh, sexual energy that's even more prominent than, than, than even uh, hunger energy. They're going to find a way to exercise that. So, but they're always going to be captured by the sorcerers and by the witch queens. So that all their sexual energy goes into the collective that then uses it to uh, continue the wars and continue the bloodshed. I mean, you, you know what I mean? It's just one big clusterfuck. So no, you know. And and also, is there anyone else like this out there like me that's out there? You know, you know, wanted, yeah, they're wandering around like bums, with, you know, barefoot with placards and, you know, saying, you know, the end is near. That that's that. No, I'm just kidding. Those people are all controlled too. They're all dead. They're they're just completely mind control slaves. These guys with the placards, you know, trying to look like the homeless people warding in the end. And that's all just uh, again props right out of Hollywood. Central casting, baby. It's all designed to get you. The billboards, the people in the street where you park, where the, the office you go to, the. The, the doctor you go see, every single person you talk to, everything they say, everything they do is all orchestrated before you even got there. But because it's so beyond our thinking, beyond our ability to comprehend, we don't think that's true, but it is. So, again, the solution is you got to be a child of the Most High God. If you are and you've been and you're separate, then you better go find a way to 
just jump in and be there and be there and be there and be there and it will all be okay, I promise. And you'll find you're just bathed in love and bathed in, you know, you might not see the all the support around you and all the, the light and all the, the, all the, the, the love and all that, but you'll feel it versus seeing it on earth, but you don't feel it versus feeling it, but then you don't see it. So make your mind up. Okay, so that's my little talk. That's it about Thanksgiving. And um, Thanksgiving, I would love to see someone throw up at the table and ruin the whole thing. Just like, all over, you know, Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Mama and Aunt, Aunt, Aunt uh, Jolene. <laughs> Sorry, Aunt. I thought, oh, can I just get, wipe it off with a towel? Um, <laughs> do you do you really like turkey? No, I'm serious. Do you realize that the whole thing of you know, and then then you have the well, watch out the woke people. What watch out for your woke students coming home from their universities and they come to the dinner table and they start talking about white supremacy and and all the white people here need to die and and they're white themselves, but you know they've learned that it was all colonizers that did it. And it's all they stole it all from the Indians. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't even have this dinner. We should overthrow it. We should have a have a socialist revolution. That'll do it. Yeah, socialism is God, yeah, yeah, it's God, God socialism, God social, God social, God socialista, oh yes, and uh, more tales, anyway, Jordan Maxwell, just, uh, you know, a lament about Jordan Maxwell, you know, he's departed us a long time ago, but, you know, he certainly had it figured out about Hollywood, and I have to tell you, that whole druidic thing he was doing, man, that was pretty awesome stuff. And I'm, I'm going to delve into that more because I, I, you know, I want to track it. I want to track it. I want to, you know, get into the, um, you know, David Lynch kind of talked, hit on it in Mulholland Drive when he had that little guy running the whole thing from this little room, he had a little TV set. He was trying to show something. Then he had the cowboy which was another embodiment of satan he was running things too he's trying to show how it's the people involved don't really have any choice because they've all signed on to this thing and i thought that was a you know whether he knew he was doing that or not or conscious of it or not as an artist uh, it certainly spoke to me and um you know i i really appreciated it um not that I learned anything new, I did not, but I appreciated that somebody had the balls to put something real in their movie. And, uh, of course, count on a guy like that to do it. He, I think he feels he's such a weird artist that he's so obscure sometimes that people won't get it. Believe me, David, we get it. Thank you. And we, we owe you a debt of gratitude. We get it. Okay, some of us. Not all of us. Some of us, and it's not really the brightest. It's not about being bright. The brightest people are, are, are fools, you know. And so it's, it's, it's not about bright. It's about, you know, I guess what it is, I was thinking about Jim Morrison and, you know, break on through the other side. Now, how I felt when I was a teenager and I heard that song, and I always felt that, you know, we had these keyboards going and this kind of guitar, but it could have been a little more... 
powerful, but then again, it was real subtle. You know, the day district, you know, that whole thing, you know. Not divides the day, had to run, tried to hide, break on through to the other side. And, uh, you know, um, and I know that, you know, Admiral uh, Morrison was, you know, bursting with pride when, when that happened. You know, Junior's a chip off the old block. <laughs> and the people, no one ever understood anything. Then he got bolder, and when he came out with the next record, you know, he, I say Jim, but it was the band. And, uh, you know, the song, uh, was it uh, When the Music's Over? When the Music's Over, I used to listen to that when I was like in eighth grade. And then he'd say, you know, cancel my subscription to the resurrection. And again, it's like, but it's already canceled, dude. No worries. You're in. It's all connected. <laughs> um, and then they have him, then Andy Warhol has him parading around as like this, here's this rebel like lion energy, you know, this rebel guy's, you know, you know, this, this stalking the stage and prowling the stage, Jim Morrison, you know, this wild child, rock star, you know. Here's Andy Warhol celebrating it where he's he's got his head so far up his ass he doesn't even know what day it is. And um, why does he not understand? Because, you know, you might as well just take Warhol, throw him out and put Soros there. I mean, or put uh, Boeing there. Or put Admiral Milley there. Put uh, what is his name? Admiral General Milley. Put Milley in there for for Warhol. It's the same thing. Proliferation of Cheerios. Proliferation of things that are not good for you. Proliferation of billboards. Proliferation of you know things going nowhere. Proliferation of war and bloodshed. Proliferation of of. Uh, you know, a waste, a wasteland. Proliferation of what? More culture? Now, I like a, some of these art books, and, you know, I bought one that was, uh, you know, I'm kind of into the arts. I, I bought a, uh, I'm a big fan of The Shining, you know, the movie The Shining. Speaking like this legendary thing. Well, these guys did this this box. They made a box of The Shining. They put everything in there, like the shooting script and this, the pictures, Polaroids, I mean, you name it. And they made um, they made uh, a thousand of them for Tashin books out of uh, I don't know Paris, whatever. And um, it was expensive. It was they sold for fifteen hundred a piece. And I bought one of these. I mean, I, I was a, to me, it was worth it, you know. And uh, I know it's worth a lot more now than I paid for it. But the thing is, is that it 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 was like, gosh, everything. There were other people out there, you know, that 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 really got into that that film. You know, we really got into that film, you know, and and, and especially after its release, you know, a decade later, and um, and. You know the process of Kubrick with with all these 
Like, you know, with, you know, there's a little, um, you know, thing with, uh, Vivian Kubrick and documentaries and this and that and just notes and designer notes from the set design and just everything you would ever need to know about how that thing went down. That movie became made. Every little, just little scraps of paper that, you know, are important in the, in the, uh, in the whole documentation of it. And, um, you know, like I said, well, one day what I'll do is I'll, I'll meet somebody that, and they're going to want to go to like film school or something. And what I'm going to do is give them this box and say, do not go to film school, do this box and then start making films. Just start with this box. This is your school, right? It's a bargain, right? At that, even at $1,500, it's a bargain, Anyway, if you look it up, it's by Tash. It's this big yellow box. You'll see it. Uh, I don't know what to do. I, what I'm thinking about doing is maybe, you know, it, it, this is my own folly, and I realize it's my own folly, and I'm going to do it. You know why I'm going to do it? Because I hear voices saying, don't do it. So I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to do it. And I, I'm going to put a little shelf for this box. I almost feel like put, putting a sandbox together having like for children and only it'll be for me <laughs> you know <laughs> and spread all the pictures out no i want to i want to put it somewhere under some light you know so you can get it open it up take a look at it enjoy it put and put it back you know but i know the real collectors out there they're not letting anyone even touch it they're right trish they're keeping it completely under wraps because really uh kubrick if anything needs to be you know uh, curated in museums. I mean, that's the level he's at, and, and people don't even seem to understand that. I mean, it's, it's 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 so amazing to me. They like equate him with you know with um, some other like Christopher Nolan or something, and I'm like, even Christopher Nolan would be insulted by that. It's an amazing, unbelievable thing that people don't realize stuff now. The guys that did that book, it's a couple, I forget their names now, but they, who did this book, they, um, they were at uh, the film festival in Sieges in Spain, near Barcelona, and they were just there, and uh, we didn't get to meet them. I, I wasn't there, but Larry was there. He didn't get to meet them. Um, okay, so meanwhile, that brings me into my segue. Okay, worldly stuff. Gang Stalking 101. Gang Stalking 101. If you want to avoid gang stalking, go to crazedhouse.com. You will not be stalked. I guarantee it. We'll stop them, okay? And there you will see progress about what we're involved in, what we're doing. And I have the clown T-shirt on right now. That's the Girl Next Clown T-shirt. I love it. I also want, we don't have caps. I need a cap. I want to cap, but anyway, as we expand and we're we you know we're getting ready to release this documentary out there, uh, not yet, not yet. We're just it's you know no hurry really with it, but it's it's kind of a controversial. So we're you know it's it's coming. It's been doing its uh, film festival sort of run and it's won some awards and it's nice, you know. It's it's but it's, then we have other things coming, and uh, I'm not going to announce what they are, but I've got. Uh, four films coming that um are uh you know some of these are they're made they're they're needing 
I can't even go into it, but we're 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 proliferating our library and our you know people that we work with and things like that. So, uh, yeah, Crazed House is the place. How many of you would like to have who've seen the Quantum? De- By the way, the Quantum Devil. I just got wind of it's going to be in a festival in, in China, and they're looking at it for distro in China, and they're calling it an excellent film. So that's great. The Chinese are into it, you know, out of Beijing. So I'm happy about that. But how many of you would like a Barada figure? Barada being the uh, the big demon, Cthulhu type, you know, the squid demon, you know, of H.P. Lovecraft that shows up at the end of the movie. I would like one, especially since he was played by, you know, Robert England, you know, the Freddy guy. And since he did the voiceover on it, I'd like to have one of those myself, some kind of a Barada figure. We don't have one yet. But we're 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 talking about getting the uh, some of the scans or some stuff from the effects people in Serbia, and you know creating some something. But I'd like to know how many would like to have. I my suggestion, if you're a collector of any kind, is to collect the Barada coin. I have the coin. We have only 500 of them made, and um, I don't think they're very much money at all. And you can have one of these, and, it's, and no one will ever have another one. And it only is, it's tied to the Quantum Devil movie. So all that happens at, at crazedhouse.com, okay? Crazedhouse.com is the, is the, you know, the brand known for, you know, the, the unique stuff. And uh, since we're coming into the season, you could horrify your uh, family by giving them DVD. Like, a, how about a bundle set of Girl Next? And we don't have, we don't have uh, the Quantum Devil in DVD as of yet because we're, we just got released, and you know I don't know the. We, we want to make one that's our special director's cut because the director's cut's going to be different from the cut you see now. It's going to be more intense, and it's gonna it's gonna sound better. It's gonna look better. It's gonna be much better than we we put a lot more detail into creating a DVD. We have one, a Blu-ray of Girl Next, and it's superior, totally superior in every way. You know, and it also has an interview with me and Larry talking about the process of doing the film. And it's, you know, Girl Next is pretty much forever. I know they tried to knock it out. They tried to hurt us. They tried to stop us. But uh, uh, we're actually in talks now to do a sequel on it. And um, it's it's never going to go away. It's like, that's what they tried to do with society. They tried to slam it, kill it, hurt it. They gang stalked us with it. You know, they, they, and then, then look, it succeeded down to this day, 35 years later. See, what, what God intends, man cannot destroy. You understand? What God intends, man will not destroy. So I just, you know, in my opinion, I, I'll just put it this way. People may not understand our filming. It was low budget. We did this, we did that, all that. But Girl Next is superior, absolutely in every way. And people that can't see that... um, that that's just their problem. That you know, I mean, I I wouldn't even say it unless it was true. It's one hundred percent true, and people recognize that. We're not alone. <laughs> Eighty awards recognize that. A film threat recognizes that. Lots of people do, but these people that want to put it down as being misogynistic and all that stuff, and all these woke people, they're they're idiots. You know, that's all you can say. And and what will happen is good will out. Over time, you'll see. It will 
you know, it will gain and gain and gain. You know, it, that's just the way it's going to be. Because we're never going to just give any, the world, you know, what a, a retread of some you know, plot of, you know, of some murder mystery or something that's just like everything else out there. Or, you know, it's another diehard or another, you know, you, you know, you know, a Blumhouse or any of that stuff. We're not going to do that. You know, a lot of those Blumhouse movies, they come and go and nobody cares. There's a few that are, you know, the Jordan Peele directed, the, the only ones that seem to be sticking. But, okay, be that as it may. Uh, go to crazedhouse.com and um, you won't be gang stalked there. You won't get on a list. One thing I would like to add there as we go forward with the website and develop further is I would like, you know, a lot more behind-the-scenes stuff, a lot more just, just uh, you know, give you guys kind of an insight into the filmmaking process and, the, you know, the making of effects and different, you know, just different things that we do because uh, it's interesting, you know, and uh, I always love the behind-the-scenes with Stanley Kubrick and especially the Shining stuff. I'd, you know, you're on the set, you're seeing, you know, not too much, but I'd like to add more of that. And that takes time and that takes personnel people to record it, edit it, do it, you know, that's the thing. And, uh, you know, you have to kind of get that done while you're in the midst of it. And like I say, as we increase in number and size, then we'll be able to scale it up. So I I think in terms of scale, I think of this in terms of a business. I don't even think of it in terms of individual films because I have to think of scale and we can't scale up until we have revenue to justify that. So it's, it's a, you know, real balancing act. And, you know, the, the world's filled with tragedies. You know, it's funny to me, films are perennial and should do very well in a, in a, in a chaotic, tempestuous financial climate. Okay. It should be very, very sought after because people don't have enough content. You can see from Netflix and from Amazon, they're running movies from ni- the 1990s now. 1992, I just saw a Christoph Lambert film uh, in uh, uh, him fighting the ninjas in, in Tokyo or whatever. It was great. And it was like 1993, you know, old Russell Crowe film I saw from like that same era. You know, so, so these are surfacing now and people are going back because they don't have enough content and... The whole idea of the binge series is wearing off. People don't, are, most of these series aren't worth watching more than about one season. I will recommend 30 Coins. 30 Coins is back out and running, according to Larry, he told me. It's on HBO. And uh, 30 Coins, fucking awesome. Yeah, I just love it. We love the first one. And uh, it, it deals with all this stuff, right? Of the, the 30 Coins of the 30 Coins of Judas, right? So it's, it's got all this biblical stuff. It's a Spanish series filmed in Spain, but now they're having, they're apparently they're having, they're dubbing in English too. So it's English and Spanish now. The first one was all Spanish subtitles. Some great effects, just some great people involved in, uh, in that uh, series. I, I just, it's, it stands way above everything else. Way above. And so that, I, I don't recommend things too often, you know, because I, you know, I, unless it's, you know, I've recommended going back and looking at The Counselor for, you know, the really Scott film just because of the con- historical context. Now, I am interested in things like that. What's driving the filmmaker, you know? 
A lot of people just want the entertainment. I don't believe in entertainment. To me, films are not entertainment. They're, 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 um, you know, they're war, they're pieces of life, they're, 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 I don't even know what you would call it, but it's not entertainment. Entertainment's not what I do. I'm not interested in entertainment. I am interested in fiction and, and, and keeping people interested, not boring people. Yeah, absolutely. But entertainment, you know, that word entertainment, that bothers me. It's so, you know, uh, corporate, you know, it's so, it has this like corporate kind of like, like, you know, it feels like a, you know, a million shopping malls or something. I, I can't, you know, they're all closed up now, you know, it, it, it looks to be like the empty parking lots of, of malls. It's, you know, that all the hoopla about the mall in the eighties, you know, and it's just all just, you, you know, a, uh, it looks to be like a ghost town now. So the word entertainment means, you know, it's like something like back to the future was entertainment. You know, Amblin Entertainment, right? Amblin, Steven Spielberg. He made a couple of good movies, but a lot of it was entertainment. At least Lucas, he, Lucas made entertainment, but he but he based it on mythology, so he kind of gets a pass. You know, it's right because it's got more depth to it. We need depth, folks. If people are stupid, they're getting dumber too. They need to be brought up intellectually. They need to think about things. Do they think ever? I know that there's a big... On my TikTok, it's all about penis size and how you can grow your penis four inches. You can grow it four inches if you take these gummies. Now, you know that's not true. Right? Of course... People are tempted to take the gummy to see if it ha works, but if it doesn't, you know, what is this? You're watching, uh, you know, I, I like to watch like drumming and surfing and the drummers today are terrific. They're really, I still like the old school better, you know, the old school, like kind of like jazz rock kind of drummers. But, you know, it, it's amazing watching the kids come up and, and what they're able to do today, which we, we couldn't do in, in, in our day. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, penis size thing comes up and they literally are showing dicks like before and after and you know literally in your face porno what is that is that facebook is that zuckerberg now is he trying to trigger us with these sexual images you shouldn't have just you know dicks out there and you justify it as you know with uh um by by making it about penis size, it's it's the the whole point was the image of the dick itself and the whole process it makes people go through. That's covered up by the fact that it's about therapy as a way to sneak it in. Now come on, and people and then there's there I've had uh, you know you know intercourse, blowjobs, penises. And even a new product for vaginas to make a vagina back to what it was when, when you were 16. All soft and fluffy-like. Come on, man. This is, this is, this is just. Okay, the purpose of all that is gang stalking. Because 
most people go along. And then that, the one guy that's traumatized by it, he gets gang stalked, right? So it's back to being able, it's, it's target selection, isn't it? That's why they flash penises and vaginas and sex and whatnot. It's all about target practice, right? Kind of warming up, you know, getting the electromagnetic fields going. Okay, folks. This has been a rip-roaring day. Man, it's overcast. Okay. One more time with Toilet Head, man. One more time. I know. Everyone's telling me Larry Fink. Larry Fink's not the problem. I understand. We'll see you next time. I just Love you guys. Let you know, are you out of your mind? Are you warm, are you fucking fool?